0: Welcome to the final episode of the Cross-Border Interview's Huntington's Awareness Week. I'm Christopher Brown, the host of the show, and today we are sitting down with Stan and Carol Dobbs. Stan was diagnosed with Huntington's seven years ago. He, along with his wife, Carol, sit down and chat about his diagnosis, We chat about how they became active in the Southern Alberta chapter of Huntington Society of Canada and how Stan still remains active to this day with daily workouts and exercises. Please enjoy Cross Border Interviews Huntington's Awareness Week featuring Stan and Carol Dobbs. First off, I do want to take this moment and thank you, Stan, and you, Carol, for sitting down and telling your story. To get into this, Stan, what was your initial thought about your diagnosis of Huntington's disease?
1: It was relief. We had, uh, we, I mean, there were some things going on in our lives that we weren't, weren't sure of, right? And we, then once we got the diagnosis, sort of diagnosis at that point we understood what was happening in my mother's side of the tree. And we knew that things in her life, one, not her specifically, but my grandmother and her great uncle, I guess, were just terrible at the end, but we didn't know why. And then once we found out what this was, it uh, helped us with that tree thing.
0: Carol, what about yourself?
2: Shock. I mean, I knew that there was something wrong, but i didn't know what it was. I thought maybe you know brain tumor just some of the things that he did um, so it was it was nice to know exactly what it was.
0: Stan, do you remember how many copies of the h d gene you had forty yeah i think thirty nine you are you're healthy and forty you're just over now, both to you, Carol and Stan. Um, did you know much about Huntington's disease before uh, this diagnosis
1: no found out a lot afterwards because we got together right with Shannon and and we we almost went to see her the next day once we found out what got the proper diagnosis from the medical community and then we went to see her the next day almost like the next day there's more to this right we started to find out, we told everybody about the diagnosis, and then we uh, and we continued from that point on, I guess, to try and remain open with the family, obviously, and the community.
0: And Carol, what about your family? Did they know about Huntington's?
2: Well, Heather knew without a problem. Um, my sister, we kind of had to explain to her what it was. And that was the same with the people in the community when we told them that, well, what is it? What does it do to you? So we explained as best we could. Um, what the symptoms were and what the outcome would be and they said one of the questions uh, we said well you know this is what Stan has they said what do you want us to do and I said well if you find them laying down on the road please pick them up and bring them home
0: (laughs) how have you dealt with living with HD
1: I'd like to say for Carol and Heather and I it's been relatively easy easy right when there are members in the family that it hasn't been my mom's sister, for instance. It hasn't been an easy transition. They've done nothing, even though we are pretty sure my aunt was gene positive. We don't know that because she died before we could do any testing. And my mother,
2: she probably was, we didn't know exactly what was going on with her. I found her very fidgety. Mm. Like she couldn't sit still. And of course, that's one of the signs, but we didn't know. She died before
0: we knew. Now, Stan, do you have brothers and sisters or are you an only child? He's
1: an only child, yeah. And my cousin is his own, the only child on that
0: tree as well. After your diagnosis, Stan, you got involved with the Southern Alberta chapter of the Huntington Society of Canada. Can you talk about how that happened? Well,
1: the first person we saw was Shannon. And the second one was Jacob Hendrick. And they were both, well, Shannon, obviously, but at that time, they were both uh, very much involved in the chapter and almost insisted we go there. And it was a good thing. Shannon is a social worker in the community, Southern Alberta. Jacob was the president of the chapter at that time.
0: And now, Carol, why did you stay involved with the society and the
2: chapter? I became the secretary for the uh, society, or our group. We both have volunteered. We helped out at the gala. We've helped out with the casino. Um, We help out with the walk that they have every year. And we also help with these Scotiabank Marathon. So anything that needs needs help, volunteers, Stan and I are quite happy to do that. I'm quite willing to donate my time to help them out.
1: Well, all of the things that Carol mentioned, the various volunteer programs, and we do, we still are able to bake cookies for the (laughs) chapter.
2: People look forward to that, you know. Yeah, we had a session where we um, got quart jars and we put different things in it like oatmeal, flour, sugar, all that kind of things, and we made cowboy cookies. So we filled the jars up and uh, everybody got to take a jar home. And you make the cookies, you just add the liquid.
1: It's hard at the chapter level to, to, to keep people involved. I don't know why that is. Is it just a chapter thing or, well, like Robert, right? He, he's pretty, he has HD and he is now pretty consistent at showing up. And of course there's Earl and, I and Joel and-,
2: and there's another fellow. We pick him up to take him to the meetings that they have once a month. Um, basically, people who have HD, they meet once a month. And one fellow, he doesn't drive. And it's a three different buses to get there. So we just pick him up and take him.
0: Now, Stan and Carol, uh, Heather is now the chapter president of the Southern Alberta chapter of the Huntington Society of Canada. How does that make you feel?
1: Well, she's working pretty hard at the, uh, at it, that's for sure. And uh, it's fine. It's more than fine. She's
0: a very
2: caring person and she makes us proud
0: now for those who don't know what actually happens at a chapter meeting and this can be uh for you stan
1: there isn't even an agenda and we just recently moved from the north hill the uh CNIB building down by the zoo and that has helped a lot it's uh, the one at the church was fine but A lot of people need an elevator to get downstairs, get back up. That kind of thing ain't doable, but the new one at the – the CNIB is, is handier. It's clean. Nice, clean washrooms. Don't have to worry about them. Those are important. Those are important elements to the chapter. Stan,
0: how has uh, COVID-19 changed the way that you are adapting to the world with Huntington's?
1: I'm still doing my workout on FaceTime. The very good at uh, keeping me going down that track. She comes out your odd chapter meeting and helps people she gets clients right And she'll get people kicking balls around and stuff.
0: You became active in the Southern Alberta chapter, along with yourself, Carol. Would you recommend anyone who is diagnosed with IHD to do the same thing?
1: Well, it gives you a better
2: understanding of what's going to happen. As you say, they're going through the same thing that we are, and we try to support each other as best we can.
0: What would you want Canadians to know about Huntington's disease, Stan?
2: I have a good list. (laughs) It's not an asset
0: by the way.
1: And I'm a, I'm still a, a person. I'm still a husband, a father, a provider, and carer. Uh, although I live with the disease, I have quality of life and meaning, meaningful relationships. I'm aware of what's going on around me. Uh, even if it takes me a bit longer to respond I still walk every day, Well, I do about three hours of workout every day, and I lost my ability to do yoga, but only because I couldn't find a decent, had a very good class in Black Diamond, and I just haven't been able to get that thing going again.
2: I think it's a disease that most Canadians do not know about, and I think... The public needs to be made more aware of the disease, of what what it is, how it affects you yourself, how it affects your family. This may be not the right time to do it, but we did a seminar with Heather down at the Harry Harry Hayes building, and we had a table set up with um, information on HD, and I was quite surprised at the number of people who had never heard of it. So it's it's a disease that doesn't get a lot of publicity, not like MS and cancer and Parkinson's. So I think people need to be made more aware that it's in the community and it's not something you catch by sneezing. I just think people need to be made more aware of it.
0: Now, Stan, before I ask the next question, um, if you don't want to answer it, uh, you don't have to, but... What's been the hardest part of your life, Stan, since receiving this diagnosis of Huntington's disease seven years ago? Um,
1: a couple of a couple of things I'd like to uh, respond with. One is that the lack of scientific research for people older than sixty five. I think the reason for that is they don't expect uh, us to live very long anyway, right? So if you get into it and it it's just a thing. You get into a research program like that; they're probably looking for maybe ten years worth of work, or whatever, right? And I may not have that. Giving up things like driving, hockey, hobbies, and we we volunteered in town a lot in Black Diamond. At the, we did a on well, the parade thing every year, and we've done a bunch of other stuff here in town, and hopefully. We can keep doing all, some of those things, obviously. But the plus 65 thing is a bit of a downer for me. It's showing up sooner,
0: right? <laughs> you received your diagnosis of Huntington's disease late in life. Looking back, Stan, are you happy with the way your life turned out?
1: Couldn't be better. I mean, we. Uh, we had a, some well, a pretty serious loss of our son back in the day, but after that, and you know, that brought us very close together. A lot of things have brought us and still bring us pretty close together. But yes,
2: financially, we're success. Um We had two beautiful kids. We've been married for our 51 years. So yes, quite happy.
0: So before I let you go, Stan and Carol, I, I have one last question to ask you both. Um, speaking to Canadians right now, right in here, who are listening to the show, what would you want them to know? One last thing. What would you want them to know?
1: It's important to find out about the HD community, where you are. Whether it's Calgary, Kelowna, Montreal, Halifax, those, those other communities have the same problems, right? And it's important. And maybe I can help, maybe we can help there as our chapter is to make sure that people that are out there know that we exist.
2: Um, I would probably say the same thing with Stan, that they should get involved in the chapter. Um, There are people there that can help you um, help you understand and to let you know that they're not alone. I want
0: to, th- I I, I want to take this moment and thank both of you, of you for sitting down. Like you said, Carol, um, Huntington's disease is not well known. It's not like MS. It's not like cancer. It is an unknown disease for so many across Canada. So thank you for letting me shine a light on your story and letting me tell Canadians. What people are going through today. So I very much appreciate it. Thank
2: you. Thanks.
0: And once again, I want to thank Carol and Stan for chatting about their story today. I also want to take this moment and thank all the guests who have taken time out of their schedule to sit down and talk about Huntington disease. About one in every 7,000 Canadians has HD and approximately one in every 5,500 is at risk of developing the disease. Many more, as we've learned this week, are touched by HD, whether as a caregiver, a family member or a friend. If you want to learn more about Huntington disease, please visit HuntingtonSociety.ca. While there, please feel free to reach out to your local chapter, get involved, but if you can, donate. Your donation can help families across Canada. The Cross Border Interview Podcast is produced and owned by Miranda Brown and Associates Incorporated. Please enjoy your weekend, and we will be back next Saturday with another fantastic episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast.